Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Is is this the, the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that, that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you landed here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got you. The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys in the show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because he's done on the war feet. Hey there, Marcus Dash here from Chief Concerns. Just want to comment and say Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for football, baseball, boxing, golf, and much more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary Chiefs tight end Jason Dunn. JD, how we doing, brother? What's up, my brother? How's everything going, man? Looking for another week of some Chiefs football. Uh, trying to get this thing going and, and, and keep it going. Uh, so this is what we're looking for, a big win uh, against the, the donkeys coming to town. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one because the thing is, they're not gonna, it's not going to be an easy game by no means. So uh, this is a pivotal game for them to win, and they know they can do it now against uh, Kansas City. It seems like every week I'm always saying it's a pivotal game for the other team, right? It's, it just seems like that. Uh, but for sure, uh, against Denver, uh, the Broncos, this is a pivotal game just for them to kind of say it, salvage the season, whatever they have. If they're going to keep everybody in the house with the trade rumors coming in, who are they going to keep, who are they going to let go? Uh, you know, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. But other than that, I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing? How's it going? Uh, I'm kind of in the same way you are, J.D. I'm excited for another week, another pivotal game for an opponent, especially a divisional game, because, I mean, that I mean, you know more than any of us um, simpletons out here. But, like, as far as division games, no matter how good or how bad you are, the division games are always so hard fought. And, honestly, you can see that across the league, divisional games, regardless of a record, those games are, are hard fought no matter how good a team or how bad a team is, and especially with a team who looks as bad as Denver does. And even last year, they looked awful, but both games we played against them, they freaking they, – they, 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 they stuck to us. That one game, we had a big lead. They came back. Um, even the last game of the season, I think we only won by like three or four points. We didn't cover either one of the big spreads we had against them last year. So, like, divisional games, no matter how good or how bad you are, they're big games, especially primetime on Thursday night football. Yeah, a short week, too. So, like, that, that, that evens out the playing field a little bit. Yeah, it does. It does. It, it, I mean, it affects everybody, uh, you know, in good ways and bad ways. Uh, and so with them, uh, the offense is being kind of, you know, up and down. They got some good weapons on offense. They, they've been actually moving the ball uh, pretty well. It's a defense. It's everybody scoring points on them, which I just, to me, is just incredible just to watch uh, what teams have been able to do against their defense, um, with, which seems like without any type of you know, recourse or any type of fight put up on those guys, uh, but you know, look, we know this week uh, and this game tomorrow is going to be a huge game. 
like you said, a, a divisional game uh, that they're going to win something early. Um, I think this is where they try to find, you know, at least to, to revamp what they're trying to do right now, right? Uh, and so it, we, we got to be ready because we're going to have a fight on our hands for sure. Definitely yep. be ready for it. For sure. And also, I think it's supposed to rain tomorrow, too. So that definitely balances out a lot of things. Uh, and, and it can help a bad defense, too, when, it, when it's raining, kind of eliminating maybe some some of the offensive advantages we, advantages we may have. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And they have a lot of things going on. Judy, Corlin Sutton, they're fielding offers for both those guys, Frank Clark. Um, so, yeah, they got a lot of things going on over there. Uh, but we're going to begin with uh, a highly talked about subject. Obviously, our receivers – um, and that's a big thing that everyone's talking about. Will the Chiefs be able to upgrade receivers going to trade deadline? Um, yesterday, and you know, we had uh, we we I talked about trades the other day, and I didn't think we I, I don't think we're gonna tra- uh, trade for a receiver, I, I just don't think so. Um, we talked about the the way the offense is, how hard it is to learn that playbook coming in the middle of the season, but that changes things if you're bringing in a guy who's already been here before. So, uh, the rumor yesterday, apparently the Jets are taking offers for uh, McCall Harbin, who's really done nearly nothing for them this year. Um, and the Chiefs are one team that's linked to getting a McCall Harbin. So, J.D., based on the lack of production the receiver rooms have been having, and I, I do think we're turning a corner here with the young guys this past week, um, do you think a trade for a receiver makes sense here? And what is your thoughts on bringing back Michael Harbin? And do you think that – can be an impactful difference for our offense, bringing back a guy like Michael Hardman. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you what, there's two things here. Um, one, and, and I'll speak just about the young guys, and, and, and does it seem like it's something that we should do as far as bringing a, a receiver uh, with this group? Uh, one thing, it has to be the right fit for one. Uh, number two, do we take the time to develop the young receivers? We give them a little of, of some space. We see some guys actually started to come out of that whole group and Rasheed Rice and uh, Justin Watson caught a couple of balls uh, last week uh, and Justin Ross. So we look at the two Justins. They've, they've been doing a good job. Uh, and, and Ross hadn't had a lot of, you know, a lot of catches. He hadn't had a lot of the playing time, but maybe if he gets a little bit, uh, he gets to show a little bit more of the athletic ability that he has that they kept talking about. But we've just been, you know, just putting out there how great of a receiver he really is. Something that we we didn't have in the room when they said we started the, the season of having a guy like that. So now if, if you're putting in the plans future-wise, put, put a guy like that on the field, then you should go ahead and do so. Um, Justin Watson has been a, a great surprise for us. Uh, and I think that you have these young guys and guys are starting to step up. I think you kind of stay with that. If you don't, then you lose the confidence out of that room and saying, well, look, they don't think we can do it. They feel like we need some help. We need to get guys in here. So that could really hurt their confidence. That can really do something to that, that entire group in itself. Uh, but also too, man, competition is good. Sometimes when, you know, if you're looking at receiver wise, any group and the guys not been getting it done in that room, what you do is bring in more competition. And it's like, okay, everybody's head's on the chopping block. I don't care who you are, who you thought you were. First rounder, second rounder, uh, we signed you to, you know, big big money. Uh, but we'll let you know we get rid of you. Get somebody else in here that's going to be productive. Now, going to the McCole uh, Hardman uh, question. Okay, I'm going to deal with that. To me, bringing McCole Hardman back is not a bad idea. I don't think it's a bad idea. Okay, and it's just me. I think McCole, because he, he he was 
pretty much raised here, cut his teeth here in Kansas City. Uh, he knows the system. They know him. It's not like we're bringing somebody in that's just off the street that doesn't know Kansas City, uh, you know, just the environment, the culture, all those things about Andy, uh, Nagy, the coaching staff, everything. He knows it. And the reason he's actually he left out of here was because the Chiefs didn't want to deal with a long term contract, giving him the money that he thought he should have deserved. Uh, and look, every everybody has to make a choice what they want to do in a decision if they're going to be uh, compensated for what they think they have athletically uh, to another team. Uh, he went out there, didn't quite get what he, he thought he wanted to get. The Jets signed him. Now we see the Jets ain't really utilizing him. They're not using McCole Harmon up there. And so I don't think it's a bad idea to bring a guy back who, who actually just left a couple months ago. That's the way I look at it, right? He's been here for years. So he's a chief. That's what he is. He's a chief in a Jets uniform right now. That's what it is. So bringing something like him back, I think, is not a bad idea. I really don't. Because uh, he played with, you know, half the guys in that room. He played with them. They know him. Patrick knows him real well, right? And so the whole team knows McCall Harmon real well. So he's not a stranger. Uh, so I, I, I do like that idea. I, I, I really do. Uh, and maybe we bring him back like, hey, man, you know what, McCall? You know you're home. Okay, you had to go out there. You found that you went out there when the grass went green on the other side. Come on back here to Arrowhead GHA Stadium with your family, with your home, uh, and we'll welcome you back with open arms. Yeah, uh, Harbin one catch for six yards in the season so far, so he's not being utilized at all. Um, I'm seeing some comments in here. Uh, uh, M Hepler twenty five. Harbin and Mahomes had no chemistry for four years, so I'd pass. Do you? What do we think about that? I disagree with that. I do. I disagree with that. We see McCole Harmon come up big for us in the times that we needed him uh, going on the Super Bowl stretch. Uh, and it was things because we had other guys here, right? Tyreek and others, you know, and Travis were, were the guys. And so McCole tried to fit in. Matter of fact, he started, you know, kind of coming in a little bit on his own uh, with some of the reverses uh, because he got a bigger role. We took him away from being a punt returner, a kickoff returner. And then, you know, maybe that's another position that we could put him back in. Uh, to fill that that void as well. Uh, but I think, man, you know, McCole, he showed a lot of flashes of things that he was able to do and able to do really well. He could come in and help us do that. He could come in and stretch the field because he's got speed. We understand that. He understands the system. Uh, yeah, there were some things that, you know, maybe him and Mahomes weren't on the same page. Uh, but it's not worse than what we've, we've seen so far in the season with these young guys. Right. I, I would say even matter of fact, he's further along than some of the younger guys are that we, we thought we were going to get out of them. Maybe like a style more, maybe like an MBS. Uh, and so we got to kind of look at that. Right. Uh, is he further along than some of the other guys that's in the room? And I think he is. I think he has better chemistry than some other guys that's, that's actually there with the Chiefs right now. Yeah, I wouldn't mind bringing back McColl. I don't think we're going to make a move. I mean, if you look at Andy Reid's history, he doesn't really do any trades during the, the trade deadline. Uh, but I think the Canarius Tony was the only time I think he's done a trade um, in, in midst of season. Uh, but I think McCall Harmon would be great as far as bringing a guy in who already knows the system because we talked about the playbook. He, it's a very a tough playbook to grasp. He's already been here around, so he knows you know what's going on. And also, I don't think it's going to hinder – some people talk about it hindering the um, the progression of Rasheed Rice or Justin Ross – 
Harmon doesn't play the positions those guys th- those guys play. He'll they, he won't be taking reps from those guys. Maybe he could be taking reps from maybe Sky Moore or maybe some Kadarius Tony reps. But I don't think he's going to hinder the two young guys we have, um, Rasheed Rice and Ross, uh, young guys. I don't think it's going to hinder the, uh, their progression at all. Uh, what do you what do you say about that? Uh, no, I, I mean I, I don't either. I don't either. I think it, if anything, it, it like you said, it might be Sky Moore, it might be MVSs. Shoot, it may even they think like, look, we're looking to get more out of uh, Justin Watson, maybe at two. Uh, but you know, there is a point, that, and people make great points about this, right? And and you always want to look at it from all the angles, all the sides, whatsoever. You know, and I said this. I said the room's going to get better with Kadarius Tony. Uh, thank you for him coming back. You know, because he showed flashes of what he can do, just being healthy. And all of a sudden, he limps off on the sideline because he had like a little tweak. I think it's we seen him. He kind of you know bent his leg, and I'm just like, come on, man, this can't happen again, right? And so. You know, you're looking for consistency. And I, I know they talked about maybe McCoy Hardman, you know, him being hurt. But he didn't really have, you know, too too bad of an injury. He got hurt, uh, was it last year, that he had the one injury that kind of kept him out. And that was, like, really his one major one that he had. Uh, but, you know, chemistry-wise, man, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't really say so. Kadarius played with him last year. MBS played with him last year. Justin Watson played with him last year. Sky Moore played with him last year. Uh, Justin Ross is there in the building with him. Uh, the only new guy that that's there is Rasheed Rice, you know, yeah. and Richard James that that didn't play with him. So I don't think that would necessarily uproot the whole chemistry. Could be, but I do. I, I and look, I'm gonna say this: I do like the guys that's in the in 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 the group. I do like the guys that's in the building. I'm fine with keeping the guys that we got. I am. I'm fine with it. I'm always a huge guy about developing guys. And I think that we're there. Sometimes when we have these conversations, sometimes we think they're not as fast as we want them to be, right? And we understand it's a process to get these guys there because they're so young, they're so green. It is a process. But then all of a sudden you have some people, oh, we need to get a guy in here. They're not developing fast enough. Well, shoot, we know Patrick's not going to have a number one right now. The number one guy at this moment we're looking at is Justin Watson, Sheed Rice showing up. And that's who we have. And Kadarius Tony. That's it. That's what we're looking for. Uh, so you got to choose, pick and choose. What side are you going to be on? You're going to have patience, let the guys develop, or you're going to pull the gun and say, bring somebody else back. My thing was, and I made a point like McCole Harmon, I don't think it's a bad idea because of his name. And then I actually put out something that I said, if we're going to look for somebody, you look for somebody who's in the same system as yourself, right? I said, if you do make a trade for a wide receiver, I wouldn't mind getting one of those wide receivers that's in the commanders, Washington commanders receivers. One of yeah. those three. Because the enemy's had those guys. The enemy's going to keep them, you know, uh, hold them up to a high standard. You know, we've seen that. He got to get, he had to get that up out of them. I had to let them know what's, what's going on, what you, what's, what's desired of you. And so I think one of those three guys, right? I'm talking about McLaurin, Dodson. I don't think they get rid of them. Samuel, Curtis Samuel, right? Is a guy. Okay, yeah. his contract's a little looks a little bit like MVS's. Uh, we're just kind of looking at. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know, man. I, that that would be my my thing if you do anything with the wide receiver room. Uh, but I do like the guys that we have, and, I, and I'm cool with that. Yeah, and, and talking about the guys that we have, I've seen a combination of things in here. Uh, someone said bringing in someone else as they view as a possible threat uh, may may take away confidence from the room. That's from D Hall '94, which yeah, I could see that, but then. My thing is, before we make a trade, I, I think everyone's saying we need a receiver, we need a receiver. 
Rasheed Rice, who's been by far the most productive receiver we have, I think PFF has him as the 11th highest rated receiver overall. This guy is coming off a game where he only played 30% of the snaps. For Justin Ross, he makes the big, one of the biggest catches of, of the game. He gets pulled out right after that, and he only plays five more snaps for the rest of the game. Yeah, he had two drops, but he's, I mean, he's, he's, he's finally actually getting targeted a little bit and actually getting game action. I think I want to see a little bit more from these guys before we say, hey, screw it, let's go get a receiver, let's go get somebody else. And I think we haven't really seen enough of these guys. And for whatever reason, they're bringing them along slowly. They each had a plan at the beginning of the season to bring on Ross and Rice, towards seeing them more towards the second half of the season. So I want to see a little bit more of what we have from those guys before we make a move. And I think making a move like a guy like Curtis Samuel or like a guy like Michael Harmon, that's not going to hinder their progression at all. And I think that wouldn't be a bad move. But I think I've seen people talk about bringing in Mike Evans. It's like, first off, that's not going to happen. Secondly, we don't like to pay up guys and Mike Evans wants to get paid in the off season. So like, I don't know what our cap situation is going to be next year. So like, yeah. I think hindering those guys pro- 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 progression is bringing in a guy like that. And that's going to take away the reps. Yeah. I, I think it's a value argument. I, I, I really do. Uh, Curtis Samuel is a guy that could fit in. McCall Harmon is another guy that could fit in, especially if they're not getting uh, uh, the lion's share of the passes uh, of the catches, right? Rasheed Rice definitely needs to get a little bit more action that he's getting. Justin Rawls, the same thing. Uh, so this week is a good week to find that out. Okay. If you want to, that experiment and say, listen, you know what? And I'm sure Andy and those guys are sitting back here. And I know this just sitting in, in, in offensive rooms as coaches. Like this guy right here has been showing that he can catch the football. He can go out here and can play. He can block. Uh, Rasheed Rice can't block defensive ends. He can block linebackers and, and Corners. He tried to hit, hit Justin uh, Johnson in the, in the side uh, against the Jets and got totally thrown. He, he didn't know what to do. But those guys uh, definitely give them a little bit more time. I would say put them in now. This is what we need to find out. Put them in, them in right now, especially against this game, especially against the defense. has been giving up a whole lot of yards, a whole lot of points. Why not utilize uh, these guys against that defense right now? So it's yeah. a good argument. I don't, I don't doubt that whatsoever. JD, you've talked before on our podcast. And again, for those of you guys, first time listeners, I'm seeing some people out there, uh, first time listeners um, on Chief Concerns. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. JD, you talked about when you were a free agent, you took visits to division rivals, the Raiders. I don't, I don't know if you ever took any visits to Denver or you ever talked to them. But talk to me about the aspect of division rivals helping division rivals out as far as because you say Corlin Sutton and Jerry Judy, they're fielding calls. What are the chances Denver is going to want to make a deal with us in trading a Jerry Judy or Corlin Sutton? What is that? Does that, is there kind of a thing where like, you know, they will trade him if it's a good enough offer or nah, screw that. We're not, we're not going to trade Jerry Judy to, to our division rival. If, if you know that your, your most capable guys on offense, Jerry Judy, uh, Cortland Sutton, is the guys that has been at least the the better of what you we've been doing offensively. You definitely won't give it to a division rival. You just don't want to do that, right? Because you know what the guys got, and 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 so I guess it could be two thought processes there. It's like, well, shoot, we know what he's got. That's why we're giving him away. <laughs> Let him go over and be your problem, right? So I, I don't know. I yeah. to me, I know how hard it is to go to a division rivalry. It, it just it is. It's just hard. It's hard for the player in itself, unless you're not getting treated correctly. And so I, I look. I went uh, to to Oakland, or Oakland, quarter me, 
They were talking about all the things they that I wasn't getting at the Chiefs. You know, that's what they do. They wind you, dine you, take all the things they're going to do with you, right? And so that was something that is always, uh, you know, is, is very, uh, you know, appetizing to, to a player, right? If you utilize more. And you know when you're going to a more quality quarterback than you would get with uh, Russell Wilson going to go see Patrick Mahomes. Who don't want to go play with the best quarterback in the NFL, right? Uh, so, but I know teams don't really, they really don't want to do that. They really don't want to do that. Unless the guy's just a head case and a problem, then they like, look, I'd rather you go there. Yeah, let's chop him over. Let's hand him over. He's right here on the silver product to go to you. I don't think that's the case here. Uh, so it'd be hard for them to go. I don't think they want to see the Chiefs, uh, you know, because that, that that's a thorn in their side. They, they just don't want to see. They don't want to see that. Yeah, and we know Jerry Judy, first-round pick him. He's got a lot of potential, um, and we, we and we've seen flashes of that potential. That'd be unreal. But you, you know, the talent is one thing, but it is about culture. It's about guys fitting in to what you can do, and you can get those guys ready. You, but it's got to be the right fit. Some guys, you're like, hey man, you know, I don't know if this guy has the right temperament or whatnot to be in this building, to be in this room. That's a real thing. It is. It's a real thing. And they seek these guys out. They got to find out who guys are uh, before they get there. And sometimes it don't take, you know, another team talking about you. It has to be somebody else that kind of have known that guy for a while uh, to make somewhat of an objective, you know, opinion about what's going on or who a guy really is. So, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I I don't think we're going to make a move at, at all at the deadline, but – you know, seeing all these receivers' names pop up, and that's something that, you know, has, has been a hot topic for, for us and every other Chiefs show out there. So It's Kansas City Chiefs football season, and it's time to look the part. Chiefs Concerns is partnering with SpokenForce.com to get you suited up for the season. Use the discount code CC10 to get you right for the remainder of the season. They have high-quality T-shirts like this Travis Kelsey T-shirt with both of his nicknames on there. You got Zeus and AKA Big Yeti, of course, made famous from their New Heights podcast. And of course, all you Swifties out there, you need to get in and get this Travis Kelsey t-shirt right now. They also have that two t-shirt with Patrick Mahomes flaunting his two rings, and they have a bunch more coming out this football season. So be on the lookout for more merch from SpokenForest.com. And again, discount code CC10. It'll be interesting to see what happens the next uh, week or two. I see, I see what it, uh, uh, on the chat, I said, see it. B Music 23 said, it seems like Andy has gone away from KT running an actual routes and using him as a screen gadget guy again. He's a good route runner. They give him the tree and not just RPO screens and just sweeps. I agree with you. I think the reason Andy was doing that is because of his, his injury. And he was still trying to get it, you know, get himself back uh, in the game. And that's what you want to do. You want to get him back into the whole swing of things, you know, into a rhythm. But also to give him something safe where he's not necessarily putting himself in harm's way. Uh, but we know he, he's a good route runner. Uh, it's just about him remaining healthy. That's always been a question about Kadarius Tony. It's never been about his talent. It's never been about his route running. It's never none of those things with him. It's all about just its durability in a football game, you know, to last the season. I think that's really the issue. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, uh, J.D., I think some of these fans on here, I think I think they might be even post-Mahomes fans. I think they need to know a little bit about uh, who Jason Dunn is. I, I've seen some fans come, come and say who you are all about. I think some fans need a little history lesson. i tell you what. i tell you who J.D. is. J.D. is uh, was regarded as one of the best blocking tight ends, I have to say, of all time in the NFL, for one. Thanks. For two, I was the one that's opened up the doors, uh, getting uh, uh, Priest Holmes, Larry Johnson, 
all those guys uh, into into the end zone. I was part of that that big machine that we was doing from 2000, 2008, man. And so that, that's what I was doing. I was out there laying wood on defensive ends and stuff. And so I would make sure nobody touched uh, a 10, Trent Green. Uh, so I was like the enforcer. That's who Jay Dunn is. This is who I am. Okay, so yeah, check it out, man. They they regard me as one of the you know you know better tight ends of of, of all time with the Chiefs. I didn't have to catch a lot of footballs, but I tell you what, I folded up a whole lot of defensive men and linebackers. That's what I did. And so uh, if if you want to know, uh, go check it out. You know, so I had, I had my moments, though. I had my moments. You did, J.D. You, yeah, yeah, J.D., one of the best blocking tight ends of all time, if not the best blocking tight end of all time. Brian Baldinger breaks down plays. Uh, he goes back in time, breaks down plays, and he brings up Jason Dunn uh, as one of the – regarded as one of the best blocking tight ends of all time. So, hopefully, uh, for the post Mahomes fans out there, do, do some uh, do some research before making comments like that. Uh, you say, um, man, that's cool. Hey, bad you say uh, – Maddie's come in and talk about me all the time, too, man. And that's, that's the thing about it. When you have defensive coordinators and coaches coming to you and talk about how good of a, a player you are in your game, that speaks volumes on it, man, for real. So mm-hmm. I always appreciated every bit of that uh, because it's always good to feel and it just being recognized. So sometimes they ain't always about the numbers, man. My numbers go into what the other success uh, everybody around me does. So it's all about my team, my teammates. That's what it's all about. Right. And even uh, the, the famous chief hater, Bart Scott, Talking about you a couple a couple months back, um, yeah. Yeah, talking about that the Chiefs O line, you uh, T Rich, all those guys. So uh, yeah, so um, just get a little Chiefs history lesson to some 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 folks out there. <laughs> Top offenses, man, in the league. We we had it for like three years straight, and there's a reason for that. Yeah, Antonio West, y'all don't know Jason Dunn's crazy. Yeah, you see, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> learn. Hey, everybody can learn, man. We got to learn, right? That's true. That's true. Uh, hit a Chiefs history lesson. Chiefs one on one over here. Uh, JD, so shortly after the game, we didn't really know much about Travis Kelsey's injury, how serious it was. Obviously, he came back in, taped that they, they take the crap out of it. But we thought it was a high ankle sprain. Turns out it's a low ankle sprain. Um, he's been practicing in a limited capacity with no injury designation on um, uh, for tomorrow night's game. But talking about it, it's a four day. Pretty much, Andy Reid said yesterday he's been rehabbing and like with the with with the um trying to get it strengthened up every day so far since the game on Sunday. So we're talking about a team Denver's not going anywhere this year. We're a ten and a half point favorite. It's going to rain tomorrow. It almost seems like if he gets a rest this week, he's got ten days till the next game to get to get shored up. Yeah, he obviously wants to go. He hates missing games. Pat made a comment about it after their um the Detroit game. He's like, I'm not, I'm not missing another game. Like you want to get, he wants to go right back out there. Um, obviously it was taped up yesterday at practice, so it's still like not 100. And he made some jokes about his ankle on his podcast, New Heights podcast, uh, the episode that came out today. But JD, if you were in charge of the, the the medical staff and all this stuff, and you were Andy. What are you are you sitting Travis Kelsey tomorrow night just to err on the side of caution to make sure he's healthy for next weekend? Uh if, if if I'm on the staff, um and look, I trust Andy and, and Rick, those guys to make you know the best decision uh, for Travis and, and for the entire team. Um I I think myself, I would rest him. And and that's me. Just for the simple fact that um, it is a long season and our most valuable player on offense is Travis Kelsey. And so I want to make sure that he's rested up, he's healed, he's getting healed. Uh, and so 
There's no need taking extra hits, more hits on him. That's just going to wear him down. Um, I think Noah Gray does a, a pretty decent job of, with uh, coming in for him. And obviously he's not going to have the, the type of production that Travis has, but he, he'll give you something. That's for, that's for sure. And Blake Bell as well. Uh, and, and like I said, his defense has been, hadn't been stellar at all. So why not go against this defense now? Give the ball to uh, Isaiah Pacheco, McKinnon, you know, and, and let them guys work. Let them eat. Darius Tony's another week healthy, well, a few days healthy than what he has been. And so we've been talking about, you know, maybe bringing him up with some more reps. No doubt about it. Bring him up. So I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind sending Travis for a week. I really don't. Um, but I think uh, those guys, they'll make, they'll make the decision that that's good for them. And Travis will let them know. He'll, he'll let them know. But uh, I don't think if it's something that's going to put him in harm's way and you think it's going to be something that's more lingering uh, and, and, and hurting, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't chance it. J.D., um, talking about it's supposed to be raining on, uh, on tomorrow night in Kansas City. I think it's going to rain all day tomorrow. Um does that does that add to does that kind of come in a little bit if you are dealing with a a, a, a rolled ankle or low ankle sprain, I mean, is it does that come into effect like you know it's gonna be raining tomorrow I don't know what the field's gonna how the field's gonna hold up with with your ankle and all that stuff does that play a part in it or no? It plays in a part of the decision. It does because you slip you know easier right you can't get the planting like you want. So but here's the thing though. Look, Travis wants to play because he's Travis. Travis is a football player, okay? Just like all of us. Look, you had to cut our legs off for us not to play. I mean, that's the thing about it. We have a, a high pain tolerance and threshold that we feel like we can play each and every time. It doesn't matter. You know, it's always, yeah, wrap it up and let us go. That's how we think. That's how football players think. Um, and sometimes it might take, you know, coaches to get us out of our own way. Nobody likes missing games. Believe me, I know exactly how Travis feels. As a coach, I would say, yeah, you know, maybe Aaron is the way of caution. But it's Travis. Travis like, man, I, I want to play. I know he wants to play. You still, you take all of it into account. But with us, we we measuring like, man, it don't even matter. We're going to be able to do whatever. I don't care if it's raining, snowing, whatever, you may, whatever it may be. We want to play, okay? I'm going to be good enough to play. So I know Trav want to play. I, I ain't worried about what he wants to do because I know he wants to play. Um, sometimes you, you, you know, somebody says, look, man, I got to step in not to do that. That'll piss him off. He'll be pissed off about it if they do keep him out. Um, but for a coach, I can see them making that decision not to play him. But for a player, he don't care. That's just how we do, man. It's just, it's who we are. That's how we made, you know, we just, we just program that way. So mm -hmm. like I said, uh, Baron cut his leg off. He's going to be all right. He's going to mm -hmm. want to come out there and play. Yeah, especially the way um, I was looking at some of the numbers, the way Denver gives up um, yards and catches to tight ends. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm taking betting props this week. Uh, if Kelsey plays, I'm going all in on him and Pacheco. They just – they can't stop tight ends and they can't stop uh, the running game at all. That They've been a disaster. Here's the thing. And and here's – we got to understand that his presence alone, he could come out there and get dressed to make it look like he's going to play. And coaches can sit there and say, hey, man, we're just going to – right now at this moment, we're just going to get you out there, get you a couple plays in, and that's it, and take you out. So even his presence in itself is going to mean a whole lot against Denver. It really will. It really will. You don't want – like I said before, you don't want to give up your hand early and say he's not playing. You don't want to do that. 
because then all of a sudden Denver is not getting ready not to play Travis uh, Kelsey. So you make them think they had to cover every little thing, man. It's just a it's, it's a chess match. So even if you get him out there, get him dressed up, let him run a couple of routes on the sideline, catch a few balls, you're saying, look, you're only going to play about 25% of this game or 50% of the game. Well, if we definitely need you, then we'll put you in. So, yeah, get him dressed, get him ready, get him out there for a couple of plays. But I, I wouldn't say put the load on him doing 95% of the plays or 100% of the plays like he usually is used to. I don't think he'd do that at all. Yeah, I think some of the stuff I've seen uh, online for the, the last time he was um, uh, he was out week one. We had the the introduction to some of the receiver the, some of the receivers that all the drops we had week one. I think a lot of people were scared of possibly that happening again in uh, week six. Do you think, as far as for the younger guys like Rasheed Rice, I think I believe he had a drop in that game. His first uh, actually his first cat or his first uh, target was a drop, but it's been five weeks. These guys have been acclimated to the game more as far as that. You're not going to have the kind of the the, the 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 newbie kind of like, you know, oh, shoot, it's my NFL, it's my first game moment. You're not going to have that. You, you you don't think we're going to have those kind of the, the, um, those kind of problems on Thursday night? No, man. He, look, he, you know, the first he was just getting his jitters out, you know, playing in the NFL because you're actually here. So he, he was he was a little, uh, you know, concerned, you know, a little nervous. You know, I'm sure he was a little queasy in the, in the stomach as well. So, and look, I, I don't I don't look at that as all. I, I don't think you have a question about his hands. I definitely don't. Uh, I don't think Patrick Mahomes do, does either. And so I think you get a guy, you keep beating him, give him a little bit more looks, get him out there a little bit more. So let him do what you brought him in here to do, right? And so if you don't play a guy like Travis Kelsey, let him be the big receiver in the middle, catching the football, you know, uh, Raining over the the middle part of the football field. Why not? Let him occupy that space. Okay, let him occupy that space. So I think he, he's a big enough boy to put that on his shoulders. Um, I trust him. He's been showing he can be trusted. He caught his the balls that he he's caught in the end zone, or close to the end zone, has all been over the middle, every single one of them. So I had no problem with him. I, I think you know you bring him in, definitely do. Yeah, uh, Nick Bolton. Uh, they said earlier that he's going to play tomorrow. He's back for the first time after three weeks of being out with an ankle injury as well. I, yeah. I don't know what it is, JD, but ankle injury for everybody. But well, although they said uh, Mahomes didn't actually hurt his ankle on Sunday, it was actually uh, uh, he got a knee to the calf. Um, oh, yeah, tell that, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I talk about uh, and Bolton's impact and presence being um, being back. Um, how important is that? I mean, huge. You know, you get you get your captain back. Get your captain back on defense, and that's what you need. You need a guy who's directing the traffic for everybody out there, the conductor, making sure everybody is in tune with everything, right? It sounded good. Uh, but that's going to be big for him. Uh, and he, we, we, you know, we need him back. We need him to go ahead and get ready and get himself back together out here playing. Uh, you know, his presence was missed uh, last week for sure. Uh, but, you know, in, in the two weeks, matter of fact, the two weeks, Jets and, you know, Minnesota. But this week, it's good to have him back. It's always good to see Bolton out there, man. Like I said, he he just he brings a whole different energy uh, to the thing. And so sometimes seeing presence and guys, certain guys out there, lets you play on fire. And hopefully you'll see a little bit more of our defense when we gave our first couple of weeks uh, in, in the season, a little bit more against uh, this offense that Denver is trying to resurrect. So he'll do a good job, man. Can't wait to see Bolton back out there on the field. 
Yeah, I, I can't wait. I have my fantasy. I want some uh, my IDP numbers back. I, I draft that guy pretty early uh, in my uh, one of my fantasy leagues. Um, okay, so we're gonna, we're to our final topic here. We got our game predictions. So JD uh, Chiefs are a ten and a half point favorite at home on Thursday night on Amazon Prime. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is eleven and zero against the Denver Broncos. First ever start was against the Denver Broncos, and yeah, now we got them uh, again and. and at uh, Kansas City uh, Thursday night. J.D., who do you have in this one? Uh, so, you know, looking at this, we, you know, 10-point favorite, uh, I think, we, you know, we're going to have at least – I've been looking for this number for us to hit, man. I have. But I, I do think we're going to hit the 31 number. I, this, this might be the week to do it on the 31. Uh, and so I see us actually having to score 31 to 14. That's what I'm looking at right now. 31 to 14 is what the score is going to be for the Chiefs. Uh, big Pacheco game, or wh- wh- who's going to be the, the the dominant one to come out of this one? I think Pacheco. You, you do the, uh, the the play action. Once he starts hitting, everybody else opens up. So then you start seeing a little bit more of the passes to our wide receivers, uh, getting those guys involved. Uh, but yeah, I do believe that Pacheco will have a, a good game. I really do. Uh, but like I said, when you get the game going, the the, the ground game going, get Pacheco going, everything else was up for the wide receivers too. Okay. We know they got talented corners and, and whatnot. We know that. So um, attack them on the on the ground first. Our big boys up front love hitting guys. They love hitting and just laying guys out. So definitely the run game needs to get going. I think you you have to do that first. Uh, but yeah, I think Pacheco have a good game, and then everybody else will be around him. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be um, when we, we would do our betting show for all the first time listeners. We have a betting show, cash and props are done and dash. We're going to do that tomorrow, uh, early afternoon, uh, to get it up before the game. You can bet that Pacheco is going to be uh, on uh, two of my five uh, uh, legs for my same game parlay. Oh, he's um, going to be on fire, man. He's going to be on fire. He's going to be on fire. I, I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone's dominated them as, as far as on the ground. Everyone. I think Roshan Johnson did. Uh, obviously, A Chain, Mosert. Brees Hall. I mean, the, the, everyone, you name it, they, they've just, just dominated that defense. Yes, sir. They're giving it up. What about you, man? What's your prediction? You know, you got to have yours too. So what, oh, yeah. What uh, so my, my prediction for this one, I got 35-21, uh, very similar to yours. Um, I think they'll score a garbage time touchdown at the end of the game. But I, I think, yeah, I think we cover the spread. And Mahomes moves to 12-0 and all time against the Denver Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> That's rough, man. Those Denver donkeys. Those donkeys. And yeah, Mahomes owns a lot of donkeys, man. <laughs> he's gonna have, he has eleven. He's gonna have twelve of them now. <laughs> yeah. But all right, guys. Well, we hope everybody enjoyed our preview of Week Six. Uh, we enjoyed hearing all the engagement, all the comments, and yes, Arrowhead Buckeye. We hope uh, we hope Justin Ross gets out, uh, gets more burn as we leave uh, to. That's yeah, right. I don't know everyone saw the Jarek McKinnon uh mic'd up for the game on uh on Sunday. He was psyched as heck when uh when Ross caught that pass. And then it's funny, they, they took him out a second uh, a second after that, but whatever. Um so yeah, so tomorrow night or tomorrow on our Chief Concerns channel, we'll have our betting show. And then Friday morning, I think at like 10 a.m. we'll be right here on Bleacher Report to uh, do our post-game show of the uh, Broncos and Chiefs game. So we hope everyone uh, finds us on YouTube, anywhere you find your podcasts, and uh, subscribe to us, guys. Take it easy, everybody. Good job, man. Keep hollering at us. Keep content. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns.
And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.